0: What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I can't believe I tell adults to wear their masks. Whoa! We're here with episode 109. We're going to be talking about, hey, is it okay to criticize a video game? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Liz, how you doing?
1: I'm okay. Yeah. I had... A long day. A long day? No, it wasn't even a long day. It was like just really dead at work. And then my boss was very nice and bought me lunch. Yeah. And it made me really sick. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. And
0: it's kind of raining out. So and
1: yeah, so I have a migraine because of the rain and it's going to rain all weekend, which is why I'm not getting any relief from it raining. Because usually like when it starts raining, the air pressure releases and it goes away. But it's going to rain all weekend, which means the air pressure is that built up that I my headache has gotten worse today. So, yay. Um, so there's that. So I have a stomach ache and a headache. Yeah. <laughs> and but I got out of work early. Yeah, so we get to record early, and if I can get some migraine relief in me, maybe I can edit tonight. Wow, woo! So yeah, glorious life here.
0: <laughs> uh, so before we get into our segments, we have a new video out, we and do. it was actually an accident.
1: Well, it was it wasn't an accident. Yeah, it was caused by it. It went out because of an accident.
0: So yeah the uh the video skit that we were gonna do uh we uh forgot to turn on the lav mic and uh Oops. we were just like oh we want to put something out anyway and i just wanted to talk about toxicity in the gaming industry anyway so why don't we just do like kind of a chill video and it turned out really good yeah like i love that video
1: yeah i was quite proud of it
0: and it was just Even wh- though it was
1: probably the easiest edit i've probably ever done
0: yeah, a lot of people really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think I'm going to go alternate in between. When I mean alternate, if I can't think of a good skit, I might, you know, do a talking video. Mm-hmm. But if there's a good skit idea, I'm going to do that and vice versa. You know, it's just kind of going back and forth with that mm-hmm. because I want to present good contents. Uh, we want to give out the best uh, that we can do. But, yeah, it was actually really well done. Like, I yeah. I just love the edits. And uh,
1: Thank you. And
0: I think, it you know, you know what I was thinking of it kind of uh, separated the video essays where we had skits with the video essays and then we had talking points. So it's kind of like um, a deconstructed old video essay from us where I get to talk about video games, but we also do skits. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So if you haven't yet, definitely check it out. It's um, is is the gaming uh, is the gaming community becoming too toxic. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably link it right up here. But uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. I'm very proud of it.
1: Yeah, it's really good for last minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's good in general, but the fact that it's last minute is impressive. Yeah.
0: So before we get into our segments, uh, let's just remind everybody, hey, we're on social media and we're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, but you can also follow us individually I'm at Ace the Grocer.
1: And I'm at Journey First.
0: You can also follow us there, you know, individually. Be friends with us there. But also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Where you could see a little behind-the-scenes photos sometimes. Uh, Some stories, you know, some fresh stories. And, you know, some questions of the week that we'll answer on the podcast. And check us out on Facebook. (laughs) But facebook it's right there we also upload videos to facebook definitely mm-hmm. check that out and our website definitely check out the website games dot where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website as well as listen to the or find out where all the audio versions of the website oh of the podcast I can get it right one week. I swear to you. I believe in you. Uh, and definitely understand uh, that there are times that I don't know why I said under. Please understand. Uh, but there are timestamps to this podcast. If you want to just jump forward, go ahead. It's your podcast. It's the American podcast. Timestamps are there for you. Whatever you want to do with the podcast. And uh, if you haven't yet, if you're watching us on YouTube. Hi. How you doing? You doing good? Cool. You should subscribe to the channel (laughs) so that you know when all these uh, podcast episodes come out, as well as our weekly videos that we put out and hitting that notification bell. If you enjoy what you see in this podcast, definitely give it a like and a share so that more people know about it. And if you're on audio definitely leave us a review on PodChaser and on itunes uh leave us some honest feedback and five-star reviews so honest feedback and then also a five-star review uh but yeah definitely give us some honest feedback and uh you know put us up in the rankings there yeah uh so with all that said and done let's just jump into our first segment with our first segment movie minutes Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Oh, no, not really in theaters at this point in time. And we like to review it or not recommend it to you. I don't know. But we have five point recommendations for you. Uh, The five points start at avoid at all costs, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid and perfect for us. Not objectively. So. This week's movie. Oh, I forgot to change the slides again. Good job, professional podcast. Here we are. Boom. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, but this week's movie minute is, of course, My Spy, which Woo-hoo. is found on Amazon Prime, starring Woo-hoo. David Bautista. Hey.
2: Hey, Adam. Oh,
0: I sorry. Uh, but yeah, is starring uh, Dave Bautista and yeah. other people.
1: Um, yeah, a new young actress Mm -hmm. she was in a couple things around the same time as this movie yeah her i think i call her name was chloe coleman oh and she's adorable
0: yeah so uh let's do opening thoughts
1: i wanted to see this movie when i saw the trailers for it well i like wanted to see it but i was like i don't know if i want to spend money to go see it in theaters yeah like i wasn't sure because it was like a little iffy movie um it's actually not as much of a children's movie as so I thought it was.
0: Yeah, no, we'll like, talk about it was a little bit. Like yeah. kids
1: movie. And I was like, oh, it's not really like, it's not like adult, but it's not, I wouldn't have my six year old watch it. Yeah. I think the oldest I would go is, or the youngest I would go is 10.
0: I agree. 10 and up. I agree.
1: Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very cute movie. I loved it. Mm hmm. That's so, about it.
0: <laughs> so let's go into our notes here. Um, now, what I like about this movie is that each main character, let's let's put that mm-hmm. not the secondary or the tertiary characters, like each of the main plot point mm-hmm. characters, uh they have their simple setups, mm-hmm. right? You got Dave Bautista, you know, he's a CIA agent, but you know, he's on the ropes whether or not like he should be CIA. Mm-hmm. Then he got the little girl character, um who you know she she moves back and forth you know she lost her dad you know yada yada you have the mom it's all very simple setup but Mm -hmm. very effective setup yeah um it has a very basic plots that we've seen before Mm -hmm. but surprisingly not cringy
1: no it's not cringy and not even too predictable
0: yeah like that's the thing it wasn't
1: like uh, I didn't find myself saying, and then this happens.
0: Yeah, it, it's a story we've seen before, but it's not like incredibly formula uh, formulaic. I think is the word.
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't follow the same formula, same yeah. beats. But it has been done before, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you think about that?
1: Um, it's it is relatively pacifier ish.
0: I was going to say I was trying to figure out which movie this reminds me of it reminds me of Pacifier pacifier, yes
1: which was an amazing movie and it's not it doesn't even have the same storyline it's kind of like a reverse of Pacifier yes
0: I was like trying to think what this movie reminds me of the
1: roles are kind of opposite yes but it's still it still very much reminds me of the Pacifier Mm -hmm. but it is still very good and it's not the Pacifier like it doesn't do the Pacifier like scene for scene yeah
0: now, like talking about the, the the beats of this movie is that it is a typical daddy, you know, you know father figure, I should say. I was gonna say daddy daughter comedy doodle, but it's like a father figure, daughter figure. yeah, uh, kind of comedy duo. And here's the thing about this movie is that you watch the trailer. You know exactly what you're going to get in for. And the trailer doesn't really lie to you.
1: No. It it doesn't. Which is nice because a lot of trailers do these days.
0: Yeah. Like you watch the trailer. You can watch the trailer and know exactly what's going to happen in this Mm -hmm. movie and how it's going to set up and the tone. And it doesn't lie to you. It it just says, here's what this movie is. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't try to get too deep. And that's the thing is that it knows what it is. Yeah. It knows exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed that part of it is that um, we know what we're getting into. Yeah. So I enjoy it that it's a typical, you know, father figure and daughter comedy duo kind yeah. of thing. Kind of like the pacifier was. Yeah. Um, and my last note was it's a very charming movie and mm-hmm. it, it's handled well. There are some cringe moments like they said. I noticed this like straight away when this movie came out. It came out this year. It came out this year.
1: It come out this year or the end of last year?
0: No, it came out this year.
1: Okay.
0: Um it, it came to Amazon Prime in June, but it was like was supposed to release in May. Okay. It came out this year and they called YouTube vo- uh YouTube Views hits. And it's like, oh wow, that got one million hits. I was like, oh, oh, that's not what we call it anymore. Yeah. So uh boomer directors. But yeah, so it's um there are some cringy moments, I will say that. Not as much as a Sonic movie does, but I think it's a charming movie. It's yeah. it's it's cute. It's handled well. It's what I call this movie. It's wholesome.
1: Yes, I I do think it's funny. Is that you know who like paid for this movie?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because
1: their product placement is not subtle.
0: It's not subtle at, at all. all. Like there was like. Very first scene, one uh, of the characters eating Doritos, but her hand is like under the bag. So you can clearly see Doritos.
1: Yeah. That and at one point towards the end, the mom is like, I'm tracking her on my iPhone. Like she didn't say I'm tracking her on my phone, just, on my iPhone. I'm like, who says that?
0: Yeah, yeah. What? There's like I'm tracking her from this. And then like there's there's definitely like not subtle yeah. uh, placement. So that brings us to our final ratings of this in our five point scale. Where did you put this?
1: I gave it a solid. A solid. Yes.
0: Which is, uh, you know, in between enjoyable and perfect. Solid. Yeah. It's like a high recommendation. It's not
1: perfect, but I really like this movie. I would watch it again if a friend wanted to watch it, or if I just wanted, like, like if I was going to take a nap or something, I'd be like, I'll just turn this on. Yeah. Like, I can listen to it, but I don't need to watch it. Like, I wouldn't mind it being on. If it was on TV, I'd watch it. I don't know. Like, just one of those movies that it's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, but if it's on or something.
0: And you were teetering between solid and perfect.
1: Yeah. You were. Because I didn't, there are like some very minor flaws with Mm -hmm. it. And that's what got me. It was like the one scene, the mom has a Scion car.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And this mom is just a nurse who just lost her husband a year ago. They moved to Chicago from Paris because that's where they lived. And I'm like, yeah, she can't. uh, and, And if you look at their apartment, their apartment is not like, the most amazing apartment in the best neighborhood. This woman cannot afford a sign. <laughs>
0: My goodness! I'm
1: like this is not uh, this is not predictable at all.
0: Well, that's product placement for you,
1: exactly.
0: Uh so I gave it out of our five point scale, right in the middle, and enjoyable. Yeah, I wouldn't pass this movie, but I wouldn't say it's solid for me. I enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. and, and that's all I'll kind of give it is that it's it's enjoyable. You you put it on. It's on Amazon Prime. I think it was an hour and 40 minutes. I enjoyed my time with it. I got some laughs and giggles. It was a giggles. good,
1: free family movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. It was a good, free family, very wholesome film. Yes. I, it's not my type of movie, so that's why I didn't give it a solid. No, you're not
1: really into the family movies.
0: Not really, but I did enjoy it. Like, that's yeah. the thing. I'm not into family movies. I enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's our review of uh, My Spy. It's on <laughs> My Spy, it's on Prime Video. Uh, you can check it out. It stars Dave Bautista, which you know him from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and also WWE. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You gave it a solid.
1: Yep. That's that. Yep.
0: So let's just uh, move on to some video game stuff. How how What do you say?
1: Okay.
0: So let's just jump into it with
1: our next segment. Top three
2: gaming news.
0: The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Liz, oh my god, uh, what's going on? What, what's going on in the gaming industry? Sims! Oh, right, okay. Oh, oh. Huh, I almost had a heart attack there. But yeah, so, start with the number three gaming news in the past week is, there's a Sims reality game show! Yeah. It's called Sims Sport!
1: yeah. Why?
0: <laughs> it's just why.
1: It feels very from the trailer I watched. I don't think I watched trailer with audio, but yeah, um, it seems very um,
0: like Lego the, Masters, yeah, Lego
1: Master esque.
0: Yeah, so like, they're
1: like, oh, if Lego can do it, maybe we can.
0: That's what my first note was. That Lego Masters became it became a decent success. Yeah, a I lot think. of
1: people were watching it.
0: Yeah, uh, like Sean Chandler was watching it. So but, we
1: watched it.
0: Yeah. And uh, and with big successes, decent successes, come other opportunities, you know, like, oh, I understand now what the (laughs) audience wants. Uh, And there's 12 competitors in this game with several timed creative titles. In fact, let me read this um, timed, uh, timed activities. So let me read this quote right here from the article linked down below. All articles linked down below in the description if you want to read for yourself but it says it sounds like an absolute dream for millions of gamers i, I sure i guess uh take on challenges uh, take on challenges in the sims 4 not the sims 5 by the way and compete for 100,000 dollars a dozen contestants will do uh just that in a reality show that's uh, sets to, uh that's set to debut in TBS this week you know it says next week but this week as you're watching this in The Sims Sparked, competitors will tackle several time creative tasks with the aim of forging the most unique characters, worlds, and <laughs> stories. <laughs> uh, oh, but so, so there's 12 competitors, but there's also a four-part series. So that's going to be weird. But it premieres, if you're watching this live on Monday, it's going to be happening this Friday on TBS. Yeah. So, Liz, thoughts, take point.
1: So I was really excited. I'm not sure how this is going to go. And I was like, I want to be on the show. But then I was like, I'm not very good at Sims compared yeah. to others because I'm very scatterbrained. I'm like, this is their story and we're going to do this. And then I get bored and I'm just like family because I get bored and I want more characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see how it goes. I really hope it's not as bad as it sounds because it doesn't sound like the best most interesting show
0: well like TBS does it it does it okay like especially Turner like they they do decent jobs at what they do like that's the thing it's Fox handled Lego Masters very well, and TBS, yeah. I would say, or any kind of Turner channels, like it, it does its job. That's all yeah. I can describe it as. So like,
1: uh. I'm just curious of how it turns out. I, like I said, it doesn't sound like amazing, but it's good marketing because there are a lot of people that still play Sims. Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole community. Like there's tons of YouTubers that do sims and i watched youtuber like this morning she built her dream house i'm like i want to build a house like that because i'm still working on how to build a nice house Mm -hmm. i've gotten better since i started with sims one but i'm still working on building a nice house and learning what i can actually do
0: What's gonna be interesting to me is like how many people are they gonna vote off? It's a four part series with twelve, yeah. co- 12 competitors. That's I read the article twice. And I was like, maybe they have it wrong. Maybe there's more parts to it, but they said a four part first season. I'm like, either the episodes are super long or they just like you're trash, you're trash, you're trash. I mean, next,
1: it's like each episode three go like. There's different like with each task someone leaves like maybe there's three tasks in each person Uh, each task
0: maybe maybe I'm not sure so we'll see but yeah it's happening this Friday if you're watching this um yeah it's gonna be released weekly and uh, yeah we'll uh we'll see how it goes yeah excited for it though
1: I'm excited to see what it's like I have to remember to record it
0: yeah it's um it's gonna be odd
1: it's gonna be weird
0: yeah Turner Turner um shows they don't they don't do you gonna watch it with
2: me. Yeah, of course. Woohoo.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to our number two gaming news, and that's... Oh, it's about the Xbox! Oh, your boy's an Xbox boy! Hooray! But uh, Microsoft is apparently uh, really making a power move here, and I'll explain that in a bit. Uh, but they're saying that all smart delivery games, any games that's going to transfer to the Series X must be free do not charge it like a DLC so smart delivery was a big announcement that lets you lets all the games as you own an Xbox one if it's a next-gen title and you can Basically port it over to the Series X without buying the Series X version, which yeah. we're starting to find out that the Series X versions are going to cost $70. Yeah. So if you already bought it for $60, you're going to have to shell another $70. Yeah. Microsoft is like, no, 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 not in my house because now they're Montumbo, But they say uh, all the upgrades should be free. And they're telling all publishers this that do not charge them for, you know, porting it over to the Series X. Uh, So this is pretty big. And before I get into my other points, let me read this one quote. So, uh, in a statement to Video Game Chronicles, a Microsoft spokesman said that the developers and publishers ultimately decide how they deliver their games and we will work with them to provide the best possible experience based on their needs. There's such a power move here. And let me explain this why. Uh, Developers and publishers... ah, Ultimately, they are the ones to decide, and we will work with them to best fit their needs. This is such a power move for the consumer because it says, "like, listen, no, 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 no. It's not Microsoft's fault that you have to pay another seven dollars. It's this person that we don't own because you know that all yeah Xbox Studios, like Obsidian, yeah, like if they have another next gen game, I think Grounded." Might have a Series X version. So Obsidian definitely will have, you know, an upgrade in that light. But like anybody that's not in the Xbox world, Mm -hmm. like a third party, like let's say Bethesda makes, I don't know, know, you know, just out of the, you know, out of my butt. Starfield coming out this year. It's not going to come out this year. But if that comes out this year and they don't port it to Series X, you know, for free, then it's like, oh, no, it's not our fault. It's Bethesda's fault. Yeah. So, it's a very big power move. It is that that really ultimately affects you know myself, consumers.
1: yeah,,
0: uh, what do you think about that?
1: I think it's a good move on Microsoft's part to be like showing that they care about their customers, mm-hmm. saying like, we don't want you to shell out all that money. Like you already shelled out the money for this game. Why buy it again? Yeah, um but yeah, it's definitely a power move. It like is saying like it's not my fault. They're the ones making you pay for it again.
0: That's the thing is that a lot of people love to believe that big corporate just loves and cares for you. Oh, give me a give me a little smooch. Phil Spencer doesn't know who you are. Stop kidding yourself. Uh, He is all about and I put this in my notes. It's it's all about brand loyalty. It's a huge push for brand loyalty. They don't Mm -hmm. care who you are. They don't know me. I hope Phil Spencer knows me someday. I hope I can sit down with him and interview him. But you know, I, you know, I'm just stupid. But anyways, uh, he doesn't know you. Big corporations don't know you. This always has a string attached, and what string is attached? Brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. Your is already loyal to the Xbox brand. I know. Oh, you just go to PlayStation. I'm I'm already uh, you know I'm already stupid enough, so I'm an Xbox. You know, sue me. But. That's the thing is that I think this is a smart move, like you said, Yeah. on Microsoft. And it's a smart move to like say to consumers like, hey, it should be free. And, you know, th- there's really no strings attached to us in the terms of m- monetary ways. But yeah. it is strings attached in the say of like, look, 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 we're the good guys. Yeah. They're the bad guys. Yeah. But, you know, you know what they say, you know, competition just benefits us. Yeah. So um, anything else to add to this? no yeah
1: don't have much to say about it
0: yeah no like it, it's a it's a pretty big news this is yeah. why i put it at number two that you know if you bought an xbox one you get it for free yeah. essentially maybe on series x since you know next gen games are gonna cost 70 dollars <laughs> oh yeah but i you know it is what it is but yeah so pretty cool on microsoft's part but uh and that brings us to our number one gaming news and that is about Epic Games. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's about Epic Games. And uh, apparently Sony has uh, invested $250 million yeah. into Epic Games.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: It's a lot of money. And it only buys them a minority share.
1: That's hilarious.
0: And I was just like, wow. I So I didn't see in the article, all of the articles are linked down below. Maybe I missed it. And I didn't put too much research into this to be honest with you but i wanted to see like how much of a percentage that 250 million dollars got them because i want to say that at least got them 20 percent. but man epic is just it's a big company because mm-hmm. not only do they have fortnite but they also have Unreal Engine, which yeah. in 2014 was this is the research I did, by the way. Uh 2014, it was in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful game engine. Wow. Yeah. So Tim Sweeney doesn't screw around. So they got Fortnite, they got Unreal Engine, they got the Epic Game Store, they got mm-hmm. they got that Fortnite money alone. Yeah. yeah. So 250 million uh it's probably just like oh yeah yeah you're welcome into our club thank you um i'll just put this in my pocket and uh here's your 10 percent stake i was like what but that that's beyond me i'm not a businessman but anyways uh so yeah uh sony invested it and it's more what's interesting about this is that they didn't outright buy epic because one who can afford to buy epic yeah my goodness and two they kind of word it in a way of like this is a way to collab someday, do some collabs. Yeah. And let me uh read this. Uh, it's a longer quote, but I think it's an important one to read. Uh, this is from uh, you know, CEO of Sony, uh, uh Corporation, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, but it says uh, he says Epic's powerful technology in areas such as graphics pl- uh, graphics places them at the forefront of game engine development with Unreal Engine and other innovations. There's no better example of this than the revolutionary entertainment experience Fortnite. Uh, okay, uh, through our investment, we will explore opportunities to further collaboration with Epic to delight and bring value to consumers. And the industry at a large, this is the crazy part, not only in games, but also across uh, the rapidly evolving digital entertainment landscape. And uh, Tim Sweeney goes on to say that, yeah, we want to collab and also movies and music, not just mm-hmm. in games. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I love how he says like, oh, yeah, the Unreal Engine, it's so powerful and nothing, nothing really shows that off. than Fortnite. <laughs> and i'm like
1: ah, ah, well they couldn't ah, go naming a different company's game i guess i'm like
0: ah. <laughs> um i guess so uh, but you know uh but yeah unreal engine is in a lot of different games by the way mm-hmm. um if you're watching our podcasts you know we're most famous for life is strange guess what life is strange just run on uh-oh unreal engine uh life of strange season one and two are on unreal engine yeah. before the storm is on unity eh. but uh yeah unreal engine is just a powerful thing and even they said in this article that unreal engine 5 that demo gameplay that was run on ps5 hardware Woo-hoo. so what they're saying is that like hey listen we bought a minority stake we can't afford to buy you um but you know, here's some opportunities that we can you know get together, maybe collab mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, you know, play a little nice here. You know, uh, what do you think about all this?
1: Um, I want to know how much opinion they really get with a minor stake.
0: Well, like that's the thing is that if you give enough money, I think, and with the stature of Sony, yes, I if
1: it's I'm just saying.
0: So, again, I'm not really a business person, but I think they're in, like, the advisor's club. They don't really have a say in anything. Like, it's not like they bought 50% of the company.
2: Yeah.
0: um, Which gives them, like, the right to be like, ah, no. But 25%, let's say, it's probably, like, closer to, like, 15%. It'll
1: get them some exclusives.
0: That's the thing. I think this is going to really go into exclusives Mm -hmm. for, like, and especially... Uh, like when EA started to use Frostbite a lot. Mm-hmm. That's because they you know invested a lot into the Frostbite engine and I, I believe, no, EA actually owns Frostbite. I'm stupid. Anyways, um, but this is going to give them exclusive rights yeah. almost to Unreal Engine. It's yeah. really going to get them into like Epic Games Store, especially mm-hmm. um, collabing them with Fortnite and the PS5. Yeah. But also with these movies and music. I don't know what he's talking about there.
1: Yeah, well, I'm curious to see where they go.
0: Yeah, so maybe they'll make a Fortnite movie. Oh, oh I hope not.
1: <laughs> that that'll be horrible. Um,
0: but yeah, so it's kind of interesting that uh, Sony puts this much money down on Epic Games. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see what that does for the PS Five. But they they noted they they very much noted that you know, oh, that Unreal Engine Five uh thing that was run on PS Five hardware. So uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's kind of crazy though 250 million dollars get to a minority stake yeah. in epic games but uh so yeah that's a uh, top three gaming news of the past week uh you know going to sims uh what was it called uh sparked. yeah sims sparked are you gonna watch it are you interested in it write in the comments down below uh microsoft telling all publishers to make uh, smart delivery free is that a good thing is it just brand loyalty does it just to have a power move Or is there more to it Write any comments down below. And Sony buying a minority stake in the uh, Epic Games for $250 million. Uh, what do you think about all that? Do you think it's a good thing? Uh, what do you think that's going to come out of it? Write any comments down below. So I think that brings us into our final segment. What do you think? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. So with all that said and done, let's just go into our final segment. Every single week here on the Games and Groceries podcast, we like to have little gaming industry topics, whether it be about female gamers or the game uh, preservations uh, about, you know, physical video games. I don't know. But every single week we like to talk about it here on the final segment of Games and Groceries. But uh, we usually have guests here on the podcast. But, you know, we want to take a couple week break uh, in between. You know, it's because we're introverts yeah but uh next week we should have a guest on yeah. but uh yeah we'll uh we'll work on it and we'll let you know who it is in secret but with all that said and done uh, let's just talk about this uh this week we're talking about should video games be criticized at Mm. all and uh i want to go into first the definition of what we want to talk about criticism right so what is the main difference between giving constructive criticism and just being a plain hater what do you think
1: oh no my pen i think constructive criticism is not like nitpicking but like just pointing out like hey did you think of doing it this way yeah like was that a possibility or what was like asking a good question as to like why was, was this the path that was chosen?
0: Yeah. You know, like
1: what made you make that? And just flat out hating is like, you should have done this. And Mm
0: -hmm. like,
1: I didn't like that. Like it's more a, um, like your personal opinion. Yeah. Instead of just saying like, yeah, like criticism can kind of come from your opinion, but it's more of like, Mm. I don't know how to, to me, it's like the way you phrase it, the way you say it.
0: It's it's it goes back to the phrase. It's not what you said; it's how you said it.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, and there's a lot of people where I think that uh, they don't have a lot of emotional quotient, right? They don't have a lot of like emotional intelligence, yes, right? And they say, like well, I'm, I'm just trying to help you." And it's like,
1: oh, I hate when people say that. I'm just trying to help you. It's like clearly, it's not working. Uh, yeah, that's the thing <laughs> that
0: like we're we're trying to make this definition before we even go forward, just because it, this is. A big thing, especially going to criticizing video games, Mm -hmm. right? And I believe that's you know, the difference between constructive criticism and being just a hater is Mm -hmm. mainly just the difference of like what you said. It's it's the way you say it, but it's also uh, is this trying to lead to a better game or is this you just being upset because you didn't get your way? Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, you know, I've had some criticism here on the podcast and there have been a lot of good constructive criticisms about the podcast. Mm-hmm. But then there's, uh, I can tell right away where it's just kind of like, not like, oh, you're just a hater, but it's more of just like, well, this is the way I want it. And I'm like, well, it's our show. Yeah. So uh, but do with it what you will. But I think it goes into criticism of video games, too, where are you trying to lead to a better game or is it just like, oh, this isn't my video game? It's not, dude. Yeah. It's not. It's straight up not. Um, I I love <laughs> the criticisms besides um behind uh, Assassin's Creed even, where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't like Assassin's Creed. W- why? It's too boring. Well, then don't play Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like when Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out and, you know, you know, was for the masses, Mm -hmm. the masses were like, I love Assassin's Creed now. Like, no, you don't. You just like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the thing is that we need to really draw the line there. Mm-hmm. that there is constructive criticism. Yeah. But then when we're talking about games right now, it becomes toxic and haters. Yeah. And it, sh- it just becomes a little too much, you yeah. know? Uh, so when we talk about video games, even, um, talk about my next note here. When we talk about criticism of video games, where do you think we can talk about criticisms and uh, dislikes about the game? Like, what parts of the game can we criticize?
1: I would say... The like, um, I'm not explain it, almost oh, sorry, like, my brain is not working today,
0: yeah,
1: um, it's not working with me, but like you can't criticize the artistic parts, like the story, you just don't like if you're gonna criticize story, you just don't like the story, yeah, but it's the details, like you can criticize the like gameplay,
0: well, I think you can criticize story i I believe like that's the way we criticize movies, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just, I, like I said, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It's like, yes, you can criticize it. But, like, it. the
0: direction of that story are you talking about? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, yeah, you can, like, critique the story, like, but you can't say this game is horrible. Like, I don't know how to explain it. My yeah. brain's not working.
0: Jeez. Uh, Let me get my thoughts and maybe yeah. you can, like, piggyback off of it. Yeah. But uh, in terms of story, I think you can... I think you can criticize it in terms of, like, it wasn't well paced. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the thing.
1: But to me, that's almost gameplay.
0: No, no, like pacing the story. It's like uh, you got to a piece of the story. Like, let's say there's story, gameplay, and then you got to the story. And the pacing wasn't well. Uh, I think really good criticisms of Last of Us Part II uh, came from Jim Sterling and Angry Joe Show. Because they clearly gave what they didn't like. And Jim Sterling, uh, he he quoted that the pacing of Last of Us Part 2, which we didn't play yet, by the way. Uh, the pacing of... I spoiled it for myself, so. Uh, but the pacing of Last of Us Part 2, he said it was a bit too long. In fact, in fact Jason Schreier just tweeted. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Jason Schreier tweeted, uh, game, video games are too long. That's all he said. I agree. Video games are too long. And Troy Baker, who is a pretty much the voice actor in the gaming industry, Troy Baker and um oh no, who's the other one? Oh, I can't remember. Uh oh come to me. Troy Baker and somebody else. But Troy Baker is uh the uh you know the voice of Joel in Last of Us, you know, in Last mm-hmm. of Us Part Two. But he put this, like, quote picture, right? It's basically saying that, like, um, you know, it's not the it's not the people in the stands that can criticize the gladiators in the in the Coliseum, but the gladiators in the Coliseum because they pour the sweat and blood, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> like, it was so dumb. Uh, but all Jason Schreier said was too long. And yeah. that goes into Jim Sterling's criticism of Last Last of Us Part Two where it wasn't edited well. And us going to YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there there is a... And he said, like, I love the editing process because it takes this very long thing mm-hmm. and it puts it into a concise, you yes. know, ar- ar- argument or a discussion. Like, the last video that we put up, uh, you know, is the video game industry too uh, toxic or gaming community, whatever I titled it. Um, it was a 16-minute video, RAW but you cut it down to 10 minutes. Yep. You know, and that's the thing. The pacing of the story Mm -hmm. becomes too long.
1: Yeah. Or even like the video essays we used to do, those used to be an hour worth of footage that was cut down to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. or less.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I, I think the pacing of the story now in terms of I, what I don't think we, me and you, like me and you, Lizzie, not like gamers alike, but I think what we, I don't think we can criticize, right, is the technical specs of a video game, like saying that like, oh, well, this polygon wasn't in the right place because, you know, as you heard from that sentence, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> You don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, like, if I just say that, oh, the technical specification of this game, oh, it wasn't too concise, blah, blah, blah. I don't think me and you can do that because we don't like understand. Like
1: everyday Joe Schmo. Yeah, but like, we do criticize games based on the glitches, though.
0: I think, mm, yeah, couldn't we criticize glitches? Yes,
1: yeah, because they put out an unfinished game.
0: I was talking to my friend, um, can I say his name? Maybe. but I was, uh, I was talking to, to Maddie about this, like, um, how it, it doesn't what's wrong about glitches isn't what it frustrates me with like there are glitches in video games you're, yeah, you're not it's gonna, gonna get past happen.
1: they're not gonna catch all of them right
0: there is no perfect video game but if a game becomes way too glitchy and not just that but way too laggy i feel like it just takes the immersion just rips mm-hmm. you right out of the immersion section Yeah, because
1: you have to reboot the game to get out of it sometimes
0: yeah and i like
1: i know I, on sims I added
0: mm-hmm.
1: what was the most recent package I got the seasons yeah and since then I will randomly have Sims stuck standing on a counter yeah and I have to I, not even restarting the game works I have to delete the counter mm-hmm. to get them off of it.
0: yeah and I I think things like that that impede your gameplay right like glitches Mm -hmm. or corrupted save files i think that can be a very concise criticism for a game because it's just like oh you gave an unfinished product and that impedes my enjoyment but in terms of technical like aspects of the game Mm -hmm. uh like oh the the you know the footprints don't go in the right place or oh this person
1: uh or like the talking isn't Yeah, because I'm
0: uh, I was going to say I'm not really an audio person.
1: We're doing a podcast right now. Uh, But in terms
0: of the technical specifications, I don't like to go too much into that just because I don't feel like I'm qualified Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, And just like when I'm criticizing food. Or even like a movie, like more or less food. I know what goes into that food. Yeah. But somebody who is just a Joe Schmo has never cooked in his life. He can only cook cereal. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, you know, it was just a tad too yeah. much cilantro. Or
1: like I became much more critical of waitresses after becoming a waitress.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Like after I was a waitress, I'm just like, that was very easy and you messed it up.
0: Or like, oh, yeah, I understand their hardships.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm not a developer, so I don't know how hard it was.
1: Exactly.
0: Right? So I don't like to get into that. But in terms of story pacing and all Mm -hmm. that, story, not just that, but also the the way the game feels, right? Is is there weight to my actions, right? Yeah. I guess that goes into technical, technical specifications, but...
1: For I f- me, I think I figured out the story part that I was trying to talk about. What's it's that? It's the, just the, ba- like, the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, when you're reading a book. Yeah. You can't criticize the story. That just means you just don't like the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, that's not constructive criticism. You just didn't enjoy it. Move on. I think, that's my opinion.
0: I think, here's my thing. I think. So I I blew my mind. I blew my own mind. But I think that the only way you can criticize a game is if it it impedes your enjoyment for a game. Yeah. I think. Because, like, let's go into the technical specifications, right? I'm not really a techie, so I don't really Mm -hmm. get bothered by that. But somebody who is and is a developer and knows exactly what is going on in the game, does that impede your enjoyment And talk about that. Why does it impede your enjoyment?
2: Yeah. I have
0: very little patience for glitches Mm -hmm. or lagging and it impedes my enjoyment and Mm -hmm. I will criticize it, but like constructive criticism or even the story. I'm very much a story driven gamer. Mm -hmm. And if the story just is not involved and has no points, I will criticize it because it impedes my enjoyments. Yeah. Me. It's all about me. I feel like I'm thinking of (laughs)
1: criticism differently. Okay. Because what I'm thinking of as criticism is what you said in the beginning was constructive criticism. Right. You not liking a story is not constructive.
0: Yeah, because a story is subjective.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you say this story doesn't make sense. Right. Then that's constructive because you're saying something is missing in this timeline that you didn't catch.
2: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, just
1: the story, you just don't enjoy the story. Like, if it focused on a romance, you can't say that game is horrible. It's just not your game.
0: Well, what's crazy about this is that Last of Us Part Two has been review bombed because of story decisions. Like, that's crazy to me. And are you familiar with review bombing? No. So what it basically is, you know, basic, you know, you know meat and potatoes of it is that you go on any kind of like Metacritic or whatever and before you even play that game you just or Steam uh, you just go into the reviews and just give zeros all around zeros well, like
1: mean well
0: it's because you don't agree with the game and you didn't play it but you you have nothing positive you're just boom and you're just lowering the score of that game that's mean it is and that's why Metacritic um, kind of uh what do they do I think, I forget how they did it, but they kind of uh, impeded people from keep doing that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it, it's exactly why Netflix chose the um, the percentages rather than the stars. Yeah. Because people did that yeah. on Netflix. But yeah, Last of Us Part Two was a review bomb before people even played it. And it's all about story choices and became super toxic to the point that people gave death threats to a voice actress, Laura Bailey. Because they didn't like what her character did in the game.
1: That's that's just stupid.
0: It is. It's so dumb. Like, it's so dumb that they gave her death threats.
1: Like, she, she just did her job. Yeah. Yes. She didn't make any choices. She read a script. Mm-hmm. Leave her alone.
0: But, like, my thing is is that if you are going to criticize a game. and You have to ju- at least play it. Yeah, one, yeah, you have to at least play it or now, ooh, here's the thing. Can you criticize a game by just watching a Let's Play or do you have to actively play it?
1: I think you can judge it from a Let's Play unless if it's strictly like decision based, like life is strange. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something you might have to play because you don't mm-hmm. know all mm-hmm. the things it can do if you're not the one doing it. Yeah. But, I, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know, like, I feel like you have to also play the game because there are some games out there where it it feels awesome like it feels awesome mm-hmm. to play, but boring to watch,
1: okay, kinda yeah.
0: like kind of like golf, but <laughs> or or tennis yeah. or bowling or any okay yeah <laughs> poker anyways, um sports I don't like anyways, um
1: <laughs> you like bowling,
0: yeah, but. I like- But that's the thing is that I think you need to play them one, one, but like, yeah, like story choices, not even if the story flows well or wasn't edited, but it's like, I don't agree where the story went, but was it paced well? Did it open your mind to different things, right? Uh, I just listened to um, Rainbow Road podcast, uh, their take on the Mass Effect trilogy, Mm. right? And their take on the story wasn't really my take. Yeah. But the story is subjective. Yeah. Like they they went to say that like the Geth, which were you know the 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 beep boop bops in the story, um, they were pretty, pretty much an outer race, and they yeah. tried to convert you know other people to believe their uh system. You know mm-hmm. where we're going with this, right? Uh, them being an LGBTQ plus um friendly podcast, mm-hmm. you know, like uh they said, well, that kind of goes into the Catholic Church of conversion, yeah. right? And their take on it was their take, yeah, like. I, wanna, I don't want to say I disagree, but it's like what I said. You didn't what,
1: think about it that way.
0: I didn't. Yeah, that's it. I didn't think about it. But if story is subjective, right, and you just say that, like, I didn't agree where the story went, That that's not your story then. Yeah. I, okay, so it took me three playthroughs of Gone Home to really appreciate the story. Because yeah. the first time I played Gone Home, I was we're like,
1: like, what was that?
0: Yeah, we're like, that's a That dumb... was
1: so disappointing.
0: It was. But then my second playthrough, and even my third playthrough, I'm like, Dude, this is actually deep. Like this is actually like super like my goosebumps like went up because it really is about mm-hmm. uh, gone home. Uh, okay, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to talk about it because Come on. Yeah, because the, the whole point of the story is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to talk, but it is kind of moving because it's very relatable. Yeah. Um so playing that story again, but I I didn't agree with it at first because mm-hmm. I didn't understand what happened. Yeah. But playing it again, I was just like, okay, I think I get it. But in terms of, like, criticizing a game because you didn't like where the story choices went or the direction of the move or direction of the sequences, right? Mm -hmm. Or even, like, the technical specs. Like, oh, this game has one glitch in it. Like, why? Yeah, So I don't keep going back to story of the game. Can I criticize the story? Can I criticize that? But that's where my heart lies, right? Uh, If you want to watch a really... Well done criticism of a game. Uh, of a game. Uh, ACG on YouTube, he does really good criticisms of games because he goes into uh, the tech, uh, the sound of the game, the mm-hmm. audio of the game, uh, the X factor of the game. He goes deep into, like, that's good. Yeah, criticism. Because, like,
1: I know, like, we used to watch CinemaSins. Yes. And I enjoyed it at first, but then the more we watched, he just nitpicked mm-hmm. the whole thing. And it's like, that's a stupid criticism It and is, and then he'd ignore like the huge criticisms that were there.
2: Yeah. No.
1: And it, w- and it's those things it's like when you just tear it apart, it's like, all right, calm down.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. There's some things where I'm like, Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. But 80% of the time, I'm just like, it's just nitpicking it yeah. at this point. He nitpicked Paddington. I know. And that hurt my feelings. I know. So we did ask you on Twitter and Instagram and, um, Actually, not Facebook this week, but uh, I asked you on Twitter, how do you give criticisms to video games? And I want to read uh, three answers that we have from well, first we have uh, Playable Characters Podcast. Hey, Brian, are you finally listening to this one? You boomer, but uh, <laughs> I want to see if he's actually listening. Um, but uh, Playable Characters Podcast, he has this to say when a troll is complaining about everything from box art to gameplay mm-hmm. and then even adding death threats for fun yeah uh it goes to show yeah it shows that you have no idea what goes into making a game yeah and you have no mm-hmm. idea whether it's AAA or indie it kind of drives me mad and i've always been if you don't like a game move on yeah um and he's a big advocate for uh, google Stadia. And, you know, huh, uh, criticism for that one. Yeah, huh, boy. Sorry, Brian. But yeah, like when he says a troll is complaining about everything yeah. from box art to gameplay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, if you don't like a game, move on. What do you think about that?
1: I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, it's pretty much what I've been saying. It's like when you're just like just throwing hate just to throw hate. Like, yeah. calm down. It's just not the game for you. And the box art, like, that's just stupid.
0: There's people who do it. And I'm like, just,
1: okay, you don't like it. Who cares? It has nothing to... It's like literally judging a book by its cover.
0: I think it goes back to, you know, my genius uh, <laughs> point. Um, if it impedes your enjoyment. There's game collectors that collect box art. And if it, in, if it impedes their enjoyment, sure. But, like, give clear... Which I'm going to get to in a bit. Because um, there's one comment I really agree with. Uh, but, you know... Say something you like about the box art instead of like, this is just trash. Blip.
1: It, like, give reasons why you don't like it, at least. Because, you know, most people aren't. They're just like, this is stupid. Yeah. And not- they don't give reason. Why is it stupid?
0: That's the thing is that I want to hear why. And that's why I loved Angry Joe's criticism of Last of Us. And I watched the whole thing. Not the um, not the discussion piece, because that's boring. But mm-hmm. I watched the Angry Joe review, like the big skit yeah. one he had some really clear and concise reasons why he didn't like it. And he still gave it a six out of 10, not yeah. like even a four. And he said what he enjoyed about the game. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was a brilliant um, review of yeah. last of us part two, even though I didn't play it yet. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, you, ha- you have to like, understand like where, where they're coming from. And I like what Brian says, like you don't even know what goes into making a game. So then we have at Commander Nikki, who says, I never really criticize games, quote unquote. I never really criticize it. I rarely, uh, she says, I rarely happen to play games that I dislike. So my point system is like, I don't like it. It's okay. Like it. Love it. And it's entirely my probably weird way of rating it. That's your way of rating it, Nikki. I mean, we have a weird way of uh, rating movies. So, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. Uh, She also says, I'll sometimes look over points that people will say is a big negative, because sometimes I'll be like, I'll be all, yeah, you're right. That's not so good, but I don't care. Oh, for example, (laughs) she said, oh, (laughs) Uh, for example, I'd love to enjoy The Witcher 3, but I'm not made for it. Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah, I just don't. uh, Here's here's why I don't. uh, Me, too. Nikki, by the way, I just don't click with the game for some reason. Also the on-screen text is too small for me so I don't like it. And I'm with you. Yeah. With Witcher, that's why I never really said like oh the Witcher 3 is garbage. That's exactly it. With with Nikki, it's like it, I just didn't click with
2: yeah. the
0: setting of the mm-hmm. game. That was the, that was me. I was like I just didn't click with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's a brilliant game. It's just that I I played 25 hours of it and I was like I'm just I it, I'm just not vibing with this game. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think about that? That she doesn't really criticize games. She just, her lowest point is like, I don't like it.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. I I love that it's chill because, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about things, you always think of the extremists. And, of course, people who are giving death threats and commenting on the developers saying, like, saying this game is trash. Like, clearly they're, like, extremists who need to move on. Yeah. But, like, most people are just like, no, I just don't like it. Like, it's just not for me. And she's not trying to convince anyone to not like it. She's just like, I just don't like it. And I like that.
0: And she even says, like, uh, sometimes I'll hear something that's a negative. She says, yeah, you're right. But, you know, I don't care. But chill out. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is that, like, uh, there are some parts of my favorite video games that people don't like. Like Assassin's Creed, the very first Assassin's Creed. Not Assassin's Creed 2, the good one. But I will always love Assassin's Creed very first one, people were just like, oh, it's it's uh, too repetitive. Uh, the voice acting is kind of clunky. And I'm just like, you're right. I don't disagree. I don't care. <laughs> but she just goes on to say, and she seems a very positive person. I'm a very critical, and I'm also very um, cynical. Like, I know in this podcast I'm very happy and joyful, but I'm also very cynical at times. So um, I do criticize a lot. But I don't really go out of my way to like tell people like don't play the game. It's stupid. I, yeah. I, unless it's a Sasquatch Odyssey, because um a uh, piece of trash. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I don't really care if you play that, but I do. But yeah, no, good good answer, Commander Nikki. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. But good positive attitude by you. And finally, we have from the um ats. Oh, what is his at? By the way, going back. At Phoenix Edge RPG, that's it. But Phoenix Edge, it's another podcast on YouTube. Go check them out. Uh, They're they're more of a gaming news podcast, Mm. but, you know, really cool dudes. Uh, But, yeah, so Phoenix Edge says uh, five points to this, right? When I say, how do you give criticism to video games? Phoenix Edge says, uh, one, constructive criticism, which we talked about. What's the difference between that? Uh, Number two, acknowledgement that there are differing opinions, yeah yeah (laughs) it's a big one uh number three don't exaggerate how bad it is yeah that's a big one uh number four point out something you do enjoy yeah and finally number five if a point has to be said it has to be said don't beat around the bush in an attempt to not irk anyone and i like that last point like if you don't if you don't like it then don't be scared to share your thoughts. Yeah. Share your feelings. If
1: someone wants to like, be like, why don't you like it? Like, and get all in your face, just let them get in your face. You're like, I just don't. Yeah. And just ignore them. They'll go away.
0: Well, like, he's saying that, like, if there's a point that has to be said, like a criticism that has to be said, don't yeah. be afraid to actually because say it. Because
1: it could make it better.
0: Yeah, because especially with Last of Us Part 2, I say this in my video where people who criticize the game. They're just like, oh yeah, you, you hate, you know, all these different kinds of people. It's like, no, 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 I just don't, I just I didn't like this point about the game. Yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with that. I just don't like that part. But it, it irks people to hear it that you don't like a certain video game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh man, I am not gonna say that. <laughs> I'll say it anyway. I was gonna say like like I don't like uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't like Game of Thrones. I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, I don't think it's stupid. I said this on the podcast once. That, like, I think people just take Game of Thrones a little too seriously. Yeah, and it's not at all like should be taken seriously. Any any show that takes itself too seriously, it, it kind of goes over the edge for me. Yeah, it it has no kind of humor. It has no like we're watching we're rewatching Vikings. Yeah, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, but Game of Thrones also is just it tries to be way too political, Mm -hmm. but I do enjoy that. You enjoy it. Lucy, because you like Game of Thrones
1: and I didn't finish it.
0: Yeah. But you know, like that's, that's my thing, but I like Phoenix edge where he's saying that constructive criticism, acknowledging that there's differing opinions. I acknowledge that people like Game of Thrones. That's awesome. If you want to connect with it, that's great. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to impede you from that. Uh, don't exaggerate how bad it is. Like I just did. (laughs) Um, But don't exaggerate how bad it is and point out something you do enjoy. Mm -hmm. I like that there's dragons. (laughs) Um, But point out something you do enjoy. But, like, that's the thing. I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. That saying, like, there are differing opinions. And don't think that your opinion is the only opinion. I might not like a Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey.
1: Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. It's just not for you.
0: Yeah. Like uh like uh we we just interviewed uh, Mr. Place, and he said he doesn't like Pokémon Snap and he's wrong, but that's yeah. his opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what do you think about all this?
1: No, I agree. I really like that cuz basically they said everything we just said mm-hmm. leading up to reading that tweet, so I completely agree.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh but yeah, so kind of like finishing out our discussion here. Um here here's the one thing I do want to say is that I feel like game companies anything right if you're involved in a video game industry you are subject to criticism if you run let's say a video game podcast hey you're up for criticism if you put anything to the public eye you are subject to criticism um oh yeah i
1: forgot to delete last week
0: uh camera two how you doing so you're gonna finish this out with camera two
1: apologies Told you my brain wasn't working today.
0: We're about to close that anyway, but
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I think that if you're if you put anything in the public eye, then you have to be subject to criticism. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is that's the criticism has to come after consuming the product. You can't just yeah. review bomb it. You have to actually consume it yeah. to actually you know have some criticisms,
1: or just say it doesn't look like something I'd be interested in. Don't, right. You can't go into detail if you've never played it or watched it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. You it's just this,
1: have to say, no, I didn't really have a desire to play it.
0: Yeah, and that's it. That's where it has to end on. But like, that's the thing is that it's okay to not like a game, but it's mm-hmm. not okay to just simply just hate people who enjoy it.
2: Yeah.
0: Or just be a hater. Yeah. I don't like people who just hate people who enjoy. Mm -hmm. like i don't hate people who enjoy game of thrones i'm not gonna say like oh why would you watch it like watch what you watch i don't care Mm -hmm. or like with the sense creed odyssey i say it all the time it's like i don't care if you love the sense creed odyssey that doesn't really impede me in any way yeah but uh that's the thing i don't like people who don't like people who enjoy the game you get you get what i mean i feel you yeah but yeah, any other thoughts before we close up?
1: Um not really. My brain is officially dead. It's cool. gone it's out the window. I know. But uh,
0: that. yeah, that's the thing. Feel free to criticize games, but like, like we've do been Do it nicely. S- do it nicely. Say something you do enjoy about it and, you know, just let people enjoy what they enjoy and let people not enjoy what they don't enjoy. It's yeah. fine. It, let's let the world go round and round. Yes. Don't let this thing make us even more divided. Yes. Cause we're already in a divided state in the world.
1: We're, we're good on that front.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like we're, we're okay there. Um, uh, let's just let video games be video games. Um, there's other things that are going on in the world, but yeah. you know, let's just uh, talk about how we don't agree with last of us part two. Why don't we? <laughs> so uh yeah, let's just end it there. Okay. So you can of course all uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at gaming groceries. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ace the Grocer,
1: And I'm at Journey First.
0: Follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word, and Facebook. Find us on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, definitely subscribe to us on the YouTube. So if you're watching us on the YouTube, uh, subscribe to us and give us all those hits instead of views. <laughs> uh, the like she said, like, wow, oh, that has I a know. million hits. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, give us all those hits uh and yeah uh, if you enjoyed this definitely give it a like and a share so that we know you like these uh podcasts here so with all that said and done we thank you for listening to this week's episode we hope to find you next week and have a safe week bye wear your mask